So I've been diving into this game in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to be doing some interviews in the near future uh, around it. And I never took it seriously when it was available. And so I never got to like connect with it on a personal level. So I've been trying to do that by hearing people's opinions on it, by watching videos. You're one of the, I don't know if anyone created more Planetside Arena content than you. So Probably I just not. figured I had to talk to you. Yeah. Planetside Arena was my favorite battle royale. I, I played basically every one as they came out. And while I generally panned it for various reasons, it was my favorite battle royale that I ever played. Okay. Is that like my favorite battle royale? How much, how much sarcasm is in that statement about well, liking that, battle that, royales? That, that is the thing. In the sense, you know, battle royale is not my shtick necessarily. Uh -huh. I, I enjoy them. They're exciting. They get the blood pumping in the way other sorts of games don't. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, p I played Apex, played PUBG, played all these other ones that kind of came out that were, you know, had like a few minute lifespans and then fell down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I was interested, not enough to switch over from my main type of game, but uh, all in all, having played all of them, I really enjoyed Planet Set Arena. What did you like about it? Um, there was certainly the affinity of gunplay that was a little more natural to me. Um, was it how close was it to Planet Side Two? Was it like one to one, or was it like a punched up version? No. Um, man, I'm trying to. The movement you couldn't turn quite as hard. Like there was a little bit of a motion penalty when you did a hard turn. Whereas Planet Side, you can. Yeah, you can go 180. Right. You, know, you can go 180. You're going in the same speed in a different direction. Um, and <clears throat> shuffling, as they call it. Yeah, and the 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 time to kill felt higher. I think it was more because it was harder to aim and you were missing more. Okay. Uh, time to kill felt a little higher, but uh, overall there was definitely still a correlation. You you could okay. take your skills and translate them over there. Um, so that felt good. Also, I like about it, it it you had personal transport. That was kind of a big thing. You know, most of these battle royales, right. you were walking for 30 minutes. You might see a guy, you might not, and you're kind of just trudging through, you know, whatever these maps are. Um, whereas this one, it was faster, man. You can move where you wanted. You didn't feel trapped. You didn't die into the ring just because it moved faster than you. It wasn't a thing. <laughs> uh -huh. So there was a little more user-friendliness involved that I think also worked well. Was the overall pacing a bit faster than the other royales you've played? I would say yes, certainly more than PUBG. Um, Apex, which is something we'll have to talk about because I came at the same time. Apex really solved a lot of the battle royale problems, mm. um, and so the pacing I would say more in line was line with Apex, whereas PUBG and H1Z1 were slower originally. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because when when Planetside Arena was supposed to be gaining traction. Is right when Apex Legends came out, and it totally like it moved the battle royale conversation way forward from where it was. Before yeah. that, like there was you know the, they're the old Arma heads, and I, I had to learn <laughs> about this shit because I don't play battle royales really. Yeah, and then and then um and there's H one Z one like out of nowhere, um, mm -hmm. and then there is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and those yep. were that was kind of like the menu yep. when Planetside Arena was getting made. And what yep. it was trying to offer something different in. And then and then it came out, sort of struggled out, struggled back. And then there's Apex. And Apex comes out where it doesn't just 
it doesn't just offer a battle royale, but it also gives the hero shooter stuff with abilities yes. and personalities, like the, the same kind of formula that, that Blizzard pulled with Overwatch, iterating on like Team You're, Fortress 2. Yeah, you nailed it there. And that was killer. They really, they, they really took it because you had you had FPS games for ages, right? Yeah. FPS, 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 all sorts of shooters. And then Overwatch really came out, the hero shooter, right? Mm. Just such a unique spin on it. And Apex really did that same thing. You know, you had Battle Royales, you had all sorts of different versions, and then Apex, boom, Hero Battle Royale was just an interesting take on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I would, to some extent, say Planetside Arena was about to do that because you had classes. Right. You know, and so you had, you know, H1Z1, it wasn't, there was no classes. You just picked up whatever weapons and used them. Same with PUBG, mm -hmm. same with almost every shooter, whereas Planetside Arena was going to come out and be the first one that had... I'm going to call them heroes, but in this case, they called it classes. But, mm -hmm. you know, unique different characters you could play in that Royale that had different play styles. <clears throat> right. There was the Assault, the Medic, and the Engineer, right? Correct. And did, did they play With... super differently? Um, in, in the beta, the full-on beta, they did. And then they came together a little bit closer mm. in, um, well, I, I'm going to call it beta 2 or... There's definitely there was an overhaul mid beta. A lot of mm -hmm. things changed, mm -hmm. and uh, then they played closer together. Interesting. Yeah. Why were they brought closer together? Do you think? Um, I think it was. I mean, again, Apex Legends. So they had a launch date. Apex Legends came out like a week before it. I want to say something horrible, right out of the blue. <laughs> this just killer, amazing battle royale, the nightmare scenario. Exactly. And then it just, it had a few things and they realized they had, they couldn't release during that hype. They needed a little more time anyways, in a perfect world. Mm -hmm. Although even an unfinished game six months before Apex would have had a much greater chance. Um, and so they did, they did a few things. Apex came out with respawn points. Boom. They respawn points were put in Planetside Arena. So they, they learned um, from that. They copied that. They learned from that. So That's originally up until that point. And how's there that were revives, but no response. In, in Apex or in um, Planetside Arena? Either. Uh, very, very similar. In, in Apex, they have these little terminals sparsely throughout the map that if yeah. you, you have to loot the card, as long as you get to your player, loot the card, you can go respawn the character in that battle rail. Mm -hmm. Planetside Arena use bunkers. What you see in Planetside 2, that construction bunker, oh, they yeah. have those littered throughout the map. Okay. Um, as long as you got to that bunker, and you had a little bit of this currency, you could bring your characters back in. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's so um, yeah. Go ahead. That pass, that pass, made everything. I guess in the first version, assault like really performed. Had this mega ambusher jump jet, mm. and it could just really outperform the other classes at times. Mobility, yeah. And then, and towards the end, they all none of the classes could significantly outperform the other. Interesting. So, yeah. They were homogenized a bit in terms of their A little bit. I don't want to say that negatively. Like, okay, uh, in a way that I would say more they were balanced a bit more, oh, whereas they were okay. just too... One was too good in certain situations compared to the other. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. And those classes, um, were they also important? So there's a story of Planetside Arena that I'm, I really want to understand. Um, because I mean, it seems pretty clear that if if you look at all the 
you know, if you read between the lines on stuff, you can kind of probably get the sense that Battle Royale wasn't really necessarily what the, a lot of the passionate folks at Daybreak wanted to make when Planetside Arena was kind of in the cooker. Um, I think we even saw some like angry comments from a programmer, ex-programmer from Daybreak, uh, Paul Ziazio, I think, where he kind of alluded to this about how the, the, the Royale thing was kind of like an on-high directive. Um, I'm trying to understand... Well, first off, it, is that your understanding too? Um, I, I'm sure there was part of the team that was like that. So you had Andy Seitz, who yeah. was the producer on Planetside 2. So I can imagine there's a big part of him that's partial to continuing the franchise as he knew it. And he, you know, he was, I think he was a tester for Planetside 1 or something. Like he, he had been OG, in man. the company, yeah, for a long, long time. So I could see that. That being said, Cardo, who I think you're going to get a chat to, with in the future, mm -hmm. he was, uh, he came on and he was the lead designer for H1Z1. You're going to have to check me on that. He, but he, he came was... on. He was a lead designer on the combat okay. for a period of time. Gotcha. He still gotcha. reported up to people higher on the design food chain. There was a director Got above him, I think. So I do think that there was an element of the team that did, they came from the H1Z1 Battle Royce rail space, and that's their first experience of Sony Online Entertainment slash DBG. So I don't think they had any necessary, uh, uh, an affinity to the Planetside franchise. Sure, sure. Uh, like some did. So probably I'd call it a mixed bag on the team. Yeah, so you have the, like, sort of the, the, the H1Z1 sensibilities, which is more royale. And I learned, by the way, the H1Z1 started off as, as a really more survival experience and eventually got split off into just survival. This is a fascinating history. I knew nothing about Correct. it. Let's start looking into this. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, the Forge Light engine was supposed to be for three games. A, you know, Planet Side 2 and ex extension, an EverQuest extension, continuing those two franchises, and then a zombie survival game. Um and, you know, they started making the survival thing. Um, I think, did you know Player Unknown was involved? In the yeah, beginning? I heard that. Like, he worked as a consultant, right? Exactly. So I, I think they, someone on the team pitched uh, the mode. He was tweeting about it. Smedley got Player Unknown consulting on it. Yeah. Um, Player Unknown yeah. didn't get full control, but he got to have some input. Mm. Um, and that's when that, when that, H, when that uh, Battle Royale mode went into the survival game. That's when the game kind of blew up. Right. Right. And there's still, there's H1Z1 just survive folks that are diehard. They want them to finish that version of the game. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. All these, all these sort of big ambitions. And they're still ticking along years later with their diehard niche audiences. Yep. Yep. You know, there's people, they plunked down their early access money, right? They paid for what they thought was going to be a zombie survival game. They were excited. So I, I can understand their disappointment when all of a sudden it veers off, right? Yeah. <laughs> a whole different development track. Yeah. Well, speaking of veering off, like, yeah, so, like, I think that you you helped me because uh, by saying that because there are, like, I think there are two roads in to kind of looking at Planet Side Arena. We've kind of talked to, like, in hindsight, which is, oh, yeah, Apex, obviously, that, you know, timing, et cetera. But yeah. there's, like, the the sort of, the the player unknown battlegrounds uh, there's player unknown h1z1 and the company that made h1z1 then made planet side battle royale that kind of progression of the battle royale conversation the other part of part of the progression is um sort of the planet side side of it which is the only thing i knew about until recently i remember i as a planet side player 
thinking to my, who had never been interested in battle royales because the whole reason I got interested in Planet Side One in the first place, all the way back in its beta, was because I wanted a first-person shooter with persistence and with RPG elements. Like I wanted to play World of Warcraft with a gun in my hands. <laughs> That's what I yeah. wanted to do. Yep. Yeah, and. Planet Side was the first game that gave me something close to that, and Planet Side Two obviously went, took it from there. And um, even though the, the the game has moved along in a lot of ways, and it's 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 more actiony, uh, it prefers the action over the persistence now, and has for some time. Um, for me, then applying that that interest to a battle royale, I never saw why I should do it. And I think yeah. a lot of other people in the community, um felt like I did, and some even probably felt like they might be interested in a battle royale. But the idea of taking this IP, which has been so on life support, and taking devoting resources to a new game while the old game continues to kind of struggle off into a corner, mm -hmm. it was super confusing for anyone who still cared about Planetside at that point. Yeah. And I would argue even frustrating for a lot of players. Yeah. 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 I think I think betrayal might not be too strong of a word for the way a lot of people felt. I mean, a lot of people just laughed it off. Um, mm -hmm. like, really? What? This yeah. makes no sense. Um, yeah. But I also didn't think it was going to go away so fast. Yeah. I think the, I mean, I could see, you know, they, they refunded the pre-orders. Yeah. What that says to me is there were very few pre-orders because yeah. you you don't do that unless you're not getting a big chunk bitten out of you. Yeah. yeah, you know it's it's funny. So with with that whole forge forge light thing, you know, I think Planet Side felt like it had there was more to be offered in the game that they never had time to fully flesh out. Mm. And so when H one Z one was kind of going down. The hope was that from the player base was that they'd take one more look at Planet Side 2 and really sort of finish the game. So mm. I think I think mm. most of the community, myself included, took it so hard that, you know, hey, we'd be struggling along rel heroic job, just barely keeping this thing alive on, <laughs> you know, what? Him and two other guys. Eighty hours a week going, in elbow you know? grease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, just a heroic yeoman's effort. Um but it's like, hey, come on, come look at us. And then, you know, you hear that, okay, after H1Z1 went down, the call was trying something new that it really felt like almost doing H1Z1 again, right? Trying to rechase the magic when right. the, the battle royale craze Let's have a ended. mulligan. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. It's how like, did the H1Z1 community feel like when this was announced? Do we have any idea? Did um, they even notice? You know, that was... That was interesting. You know, I I checked the Reddit forums a little bit back then, um, and I don't remember. I think they were still just so on about, hey, we're going to revert to version three. I, right. I don't know if you remember that. H1Z1 was convinced that if I you learned just about that. bring the game. Yeah, take the game back to this one version, back to everyone the will come age. back. Right. And by then, you know, Fortnite and PUBG were so huge, and Apex. It's like, what what are you doing? Why are you trying? You've got yeah. three giants. Like, you, you don't have a ch – no one has a chance in Battle Royale space anymore. Don't even try, so – yeah, I yeah. feel like that, that that genre matured really fast compared to, like, I mean, how many years did it take for us to get our first hero shooter, right? <laughs> After the mm -hmm. first team-based games, 
you know, you go back to the Quake team, Quake One team deathmatch, you know, back in the '90s, all the way to Overwatch. But from the first bit major battle royale to the first hero battle royale, is like no time at all. Yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, it was it was a genre people didn't know they wanted, and then when it came up, just you know, the big dogs established themselves in it. Yeah, kind of What's, everyone else out. I've learned to appreciate battle royales from from a distance. Um, yeah. Because even though it's not personally something that I'm attracted to, um, I understand. I think I get an idea of what's good about it. it. It's a game mode that does a really good job of tell of creating a a a player centered story in a short amount of time. You are right on. And it's actually fact- brilliant. Go on. It is the f- I I will say the fact that it's game over when you die is big. And the beauty of battle royales is, you know, it's not like EverQuest one where it was a nightmare when you died. It's not yeah. completely punishing, but you you still get the heart pounding like I can't screw up. There's only one chance at this. Where with Plantside you die and you go on, right? You, you don't necessarily yeah, there's not barely doesn't really matter in Plantside. It's exactly it doesn't register. The stakes so there's are low. definitely an emotion you get from a battle royale game that you just cannot get in other games. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's the kind of the, the two sides of it that work where on the one side, death, like not dying feels important. But on the other side, mm-hmm. you get into a new game. Easy. Quick. And that's the beauty of it, right? If you get a big enough game where matches are already always queuing up, it's not like you have to wait around for the whole team to die. Like in some, you know, like a Counter Strike match or whatever it was, yeah. um, you get to get right back into it. Yeah, and unlike Planet Side Two, where when you when you come back, you're you're back into this same exact kind of fight you were just in. Like, right? If you were in a fight where you didn't have a chance to have a good outcome, when you come back, that's going to be the exact same situation you come back to. <laughs> you're right on. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, delivering a fun experience in a sort of consistent way. But with a lot of um, actual room for random things to happen and player agency, it's cool. It's cool. I respect it, even if it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, so, what were like people coming to you with? Because a lot of people talk to you about planet size stuff. Like, what were some of the biggest things you heard from your community when when you were making these videos about planet side arena? It's kind of exactly what we were saying. Um, yeah. it, it was that was without a doubt the the big tone of it was why why is this happening basically you know we we want planet side three i've been getting asked about planet side three forever yeah. um let's go that way what why is this happening so i would say that was the overarching tone and i was you know certainly since i'm a loud voice i was sort of saying the same thing so i i contributed to that yeah, to yeah i heard that in your content just like yeah. what is happening it, it it feels like it feels like you, like your your old dad is still around, but there's a new dad who just suddenly showed up. It's like what, what right. what's ha- what's going on here? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, my my frustration stemmed from a couple things. That first of all, I the Planet Side Two community was never brought in, mm. and I understand why because the pl- we're awful, right? We're, we're salty. <laughs> who wants us? exactly we're we're salty angry gamers oh yeah like what developer wants to have to deal with this like a bunch of people that you know they've been in this franchise for 15 plus years 
Like, they're going to be awful to deal with if you all of a sudden change direction. I get that. At the same time, your game does not have a chance in hell if you at least get the franchise base to be quiet. Like, you at least have to say, hey, we talked them through this. We explained why we're doing it. You know, we said H1Z made us billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, millions of dollars. Um, we we feel like this is hot right now. I know it's a deviation. We'll get back to your regularly scheduled programming you know, please help us bring bring the planet side idea to a different genre audience, and then we'll get back yeah. to a planet side three later yeah. on. You know, I don't know how you would have spun it. I don't know how you would have pitched it. it you uh, wouldn't have gotten a very good response, but I think the communication could have gone a very long way. Yeah, um, I talked I talked to Kamikaze seventy eight about this um, not too long ago, and like our our thought was like. You know, like what what what's the like fantasy version like in our heads of like what what Planet Side Arena and Planet Side Two could have mm-hmm. been like? Mm-hmm. And to me, like what that looks like is it's a world where you, you go to Sanctuary and from Sanctuary you can either play Arena or you can play Planet Side Two, and you have oh, right like on. progression paths that are, that are overlapping in some way. You can bring cosmetics between the two. You don't have yep. to pick. You know what I'm saying? Like I know experiences exactly what you're dovetail and the and. Give the Planet Side 2 community a direct path to being like, oh, the alert ended? You know, rather than, you know, playing at Nason's Defiance on Hassan for an hour, why don't I go, you know, load into a, um, I don't know, like a Capture the Flag or, or, or a Royale or something like that? You're right on. Uh, that, that was my, very early on when the Battle Royale craze happened before, to me, Planet Side Arena was too late, but I was like, mm-hmm. give Planet Side 2 a hacked-in Battle Royale mode. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, you know, this this massive group of gamers, it felt like 50% of the gaming market, I don't, I, I don't know what percentage it was, was hungry for these games. Yeah. H1Z1, Fortnite, and PUBG, you know. Fortnite was a third of those, basically. But I'm like, just hack a version in, because people will show up just to try the next Battle Royale, even if it's not great. You've yeah. got four maps already. You know, code something in where a, you know, a plasma storm is closing whatever it is, um, use the three classes, right? Or, or don't, you know, use the weapons. You've already got the weapon models. You've already got maps. Like, it felt yeah, like... Yeah, this is actually kind of a fun idea. Like, how far away is Planet Side 2 from having a Battle Royale alert? How far 100%. away is it really? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I, well, yeah, you know, have a little small alert. Well, all of a sudden, I mean, you could do it teams, you could do it no teams. Obviously, you know, the Zerg all of a sudden has to kill each other. We just started all of a sudden. Make a battle royale go off. Oh my god! Clo- closes to that a finale so of the crown or something. <laughs> I-, I think it would be kind of cool. It would be kind of yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even cool. even when an alert closed, right? You got everyone on the map. The alert closes. Make it a miniature battle royale right at the end. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like before the continent it, closes. Yeah, have like a, a a last man standing or or a, a yeah. last faction standing. Oh, that's a fun. It idea. already is kind of that, right? Yeah. So. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you and Kami. Like, work it in, try to get some crossover in the genres, but trying to do a whole new game on it. It's I yeah. that one didn't that play didn't make sense to me. Yeah, you know, I loaded up some Planet Side with my my uh, MMO buddy uh, last night. He plays shooters, but he's not like deep into Planet Side or anything. He will mm-hmm. get in his engineer loadout and he'll camp on a bridge for ninety minutes, cackling like an idiot. <laughs> I'm just like, what you, but he has fun, man. It's like, all right, you do there you. you. Go. Camping that That's lightning. The beauty whatever. Of it, right? <laughs> yeah. You get to pick your play style, right? Yeah. But we tried to play yesterday. We both just 
you just couldn't find a fun fight for like an hour. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, why is it so hard to access the planet side experience? Yeah. Why is it so hard? And I don't want to deviate too much into planet side choose woes, but like, like this, these, something like Arena is, is a suggestion of what could solve that. Mm hmm. You know? And I think that was their ultimate goal, right? Because they said, hey, the call it the conquest mode or whatever, but the the arena battle, but was it 100 versus 100? I'm not sure what they were pitching it as, but they were trying to bring that back, but it was a later on mode. Massive Clash? Is that what they were calling it? Massive Clash. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do we know about that? Um, to me... To me, it was their their form later on of lip service to the Planet Side 2 community to say, hey, we haven't forgotten about you. We're planning on getting into this later. Okay. Um, but I think it was more of a... To me, it was very much an afterthought. I think, sure, it was in the early on pitch meetings, but it was never... There was never a track to get in there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like, I can easily imagine a situation where it's like, you have your design early on and the order comes down. It's like, okay, we got to do battle Royale first. So let's make sure yep. that's really good. And that'll be good enough mm -hmm. to start with. And then we can take these design docs for these other modes and try <clears> to put them in. And yep. then apex legends comes out and it's like, okay, Royale wasn't a great idea. What can we do with the yeah. design docs we have? Like what, how yep. can we make use of what we've got now? Yep. And let's doodle around with it. There was a capture the flag mode too. Did you ever get a chance to play it? Uh, I was, I did. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've still got tons of footage of all, all the modes. Um, but yes, I played a lot of capture the flag. Was it good? Um, it, it was, it was great. Again, it was the funnest capture the flag mode I ever played. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, the, the game had great movement. Um, a mm. lot of, uh, impulse effect, a lot of jump pads, you know, with your jets on your characters. So it was fun in that you had a lot of mobility if you knew how to work it right. Um, That's cool. That's great. Tribe flag. Like. You know, it was. There was. A, you could see some of that in there. You could play. You could capture the flag without ever touching the ground, basically, Ooh, if cool, you cool. knew knew how to work it. Um, yeah, it, the it, already as it was beginning, hackers, hackers were a thing. Oh, really? Uh, and that that made it a little bit tough that they. Fuck. You'd start a match, and then, well, I don't know how they did this, but within three seconds, the hacker would capture the flag three times, and it oh, would end. No. Game over. What? So, so some asshole, like, bought the game, and then and then just, just ruined it for others. Well, yeah, and I mean, I guess, I don't, I don't know how you could get into beta if you had to buy to get into it, but yeah, pretty much. Someone had, I'm just impressed at how quick, quick they were rolling the hacks, you know? That's dedication. Didn't even let the game come out. Jeez. What was the community of people who played the game like? What, who were those people? Like, what were their? Were they all Planet Side Two guys? Like, who who played this? It, it was a mix. I would say there were there were a lot of Planet Side Two people. It's funny. I at the time, at the time, I got to play with the Euro crew. Okay. Like sometimes I only get to play prime whatever my schedule was at the time. I was playing in the mornings, mm. so I got to play with a lot of Euro names that I see every now and then from Miller or Cobalt. Yeah. Um so that was kind of fun, but uh yeah, I would say the diehards there were um were uh, planet side tours, you know. Mm -hmm. 
there was there was a few things that I think killed it. There was uh, um, there's Planetside Arena or or sorry Apex, Apex Legends. Yeah. There was the lack of looping Planetside Two into the the community, and and then there was Swoop Gang, and that's I think the three things that killed it. What is Swoop Gang? <laughs> Swoop Game. And uh, I hope I hope they're all cheering that they're getting this kind of shout out. <laughs> Shoot, swoop, swoop game was just it was it was a bunch of plants had two veterans, top tier players. Yeah. Um, and you could play it. You could play a twelve mode, a twelve versus twelve mode in the battle royale, and right. everyone thought that would be cool. But if you go up against three skilled players, you have a chance at like sniping one, and then maybe you can eke out the kill against the other two good players. But imagine you're rando. Your pubby group of 12 goes up against 12 pros. You just get dominated. Forget it. And these guys would just go around wrecking lobbies. And there weren't a lot of lobbies. Yeah. So, so because there wasn't a lot of people playing. So it was like every other game, your group was getting trounced by these people. And I think, so anyone that wasn't a diehard Planet Side Tour probably didn't stick around for that many matches. Just got devoured. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Um, if it was If it was popular <laughs> enough, then they could they could you know do some MMR do some hidden matchmaking and they could stick all the great groups with each other. Right but as it was, there just wasn't an opportunity for that. Yeah, yeah, big fish so. in a small pond. Yeah. So how did you um? How did you feel when when you learned that arena was shutting down? How did how did that moment hit you? The the word in my mind was inevitable. Uh, you know, from the time of launch, I didn't see the path to success because, I mean, I had, I had been, I'd watched Fortnite become massive. Right. PUBG was massive and then Fortnite eclipsed it and H1Z was massive before that. I had watched H1Z1 go down in flames. I'd watched the, the matches wow. on Facebook that could barely get 2,500 people watching them. Yeah. And I was like, it's just... I was like, why are you trying? I know I know you guys want to recapture that H1Z1 magic when you guys were just crushing it, but the big the epics have moved in. The 10 cents with PUBG have moved in. The you cannot com- the big money is there that can throw 400 developer teams on it. You just don't have a shot. You guys aren't bad developers. You guys mm-hmm. are just a little guy in a world of giants and mm-hmm. why are you trying, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, inevitable was what was on my mind. Uh, sure, I was a little, little bit sad. Not really, um, yeah. but just like, oh, surprises didn't happen three months ago. You know? Right? Yeah, interesting. That's yeah. really cool. That's really interesting for me to hear about because you were so in it. For me, like my knowledge of it was just the occasional one of your videos I would catch. For the most part, like I was mm-hmm. disconnected, and I was like, it kind of surprised me. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, I knew it was kind of in the shitter, but I mean, I also seen Planet Side 2 kind of be in the shitter for a while, too. Like, right, right. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't, I, I thought, okay, there's, there's one Planet Side 2 game that's kind of off in a corner. Maybe now there's two. And that, that didn't seem yep. strange to me. It didn't occur to me that it could go away. Um, yeah. And I felt so sad for the IP and the community of players who have put their time and energy into it when it happened. Like, yeah. this sucks. Yeah. One of the frustrating for me things for me as a content creator is, you know, at the time, I was the number one content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I didn't get reached out to until, um, until they were, they started it. They brought in, uh, like the magazines um, and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. PC gamer. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Um, so, you know, they, they had done a little, they looped me into a beta beta a little bit before that, but to me, I was like, I, I understand the hesitance. You know, because I, as a plant said, two player, this is so different. There is going to be resistance. But I, I think I, if I was at least looped in, I wouldn't have been, I, I would consider myself an enemy or I would have been at least a neutral party if I had the opportunity to say, yeah. okay, this isn't my bag. I, I understand why you guys are trying it rather than it was kind of just like, hey, let's try to find a new audience. We're going to market to new people. Let's just kind of, let's, let's kind of just push aside the franchise history and try to full steam ahead. And, you know, we'll just try to go over the top of the hate of the existing mm. franchise support. Overpower it. You know? Yeah, yeah we're just going to try or go around it, overpower it, whatever, yeah. rather than at least try to... I don't know that you could fully loop them in, but you could have at least given some communication or some explanation, you know? If you could design that interaction, like, say you're the community manager of, of, of Planet Side Arena, like, and you are looking at the commander serious that's not you out there and being like, how should I get this person involved? This person really knows Planet Side. They're gonna be making content about my game. How should I get this person involved? Like, is it is it like uh like how, how do you see that relationship going better? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I appreciate the efforts that Rel and team, Rogue Planet Games, are making right now to do closed testing then open testing, and then launch in live. I know people right. don't really see it, right? Because they see all the bugs that, hey, we've reported on the test server and they still make it to live. Yeah. So I understand people feel like their efforts are wasted, but uh, I still see, I see a lot more effort than we got in the past. Mm -hmm. And to me, it is understandable that, hey, they're not going to be able to solve everything in time. They have deadlines. They have to launch things, but they are trying to get some feedback from the community. You know, you're there. Other veteran members are there in that Discord. I know there's like Illuminati thing like that. It's it's not like that at all, right? It's it's People members from help. all walks. Exactly. It's members from all walks of the community that are literally just taking time to try to help give the devs a little bit of a a little bit of idea of how it'll play on live, right? Yeah. It's not it's not perfect. You can never really test something before live, but right. So I, I see that as a massive effort. And there's been plenty of great ideas that have been completely skipped over because they don't have time. They're overwhelmed. They don't have the technical resources, whatever it is, mm -hmm. but there still is an effort being made. And so that would have been to me what I'd like to see for Planet Side Arena say, hey, we are developing this. You know, here's the NDA. Um, we'd like to get your feedback. I think it's, we understand, we know this is not what you want for the next Planet Side game, but sure. here it is. Yeah. You know, and I think like a focus testing group. Yeah. And I, and what I would have done is I probably just, I don't think I would have supported the game, but I probably wouldn't have made. I would have made a lot of content on it. I would have just kind of said, here's what's happening. You know, it would have been a very matter-of-fact matter news uh, thing rather than like, uh, hey, yeah. they're taking this franchise in a terrible direction. So, you know, your content, I, that makes sense to me because because that didn't happen and because you didn't feel like there was a chance for the community to be a part of the conversation. You mm -hmm. kind of made the conversation happen with your content. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Um, you know, it, it was... To me, it's a big deal because I feel I feel like I'm an investor in the IP. 
Right. I've spent a lot of money. I've given them a lot of money. Yep. And I'm owed nothing. I understand that. They can shut the game down tomorrow and I'm not owed anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, the way you keep these things going is you do treat your customers kind of like their investors and you try to deliver things they want. And, you know, if they're going to, they, they are building these games off the back of my funding and everyone that's bought a membership paid in. And if they're going to deviate so far and not really try to loop us in, then I, I feel like I have a right to speak out on that, you know? Yeah. It's especially interesting because they offered those, uh, those lifetime memberships during yeah. the, the promotional period where you could pay yeah. like, like 300 bucks or whatever for a lifetime yep. daybreak membership, which gets you planet side two perks and a whole bunch of other yep. access to a whole bunch of I other was... stuff that I've never taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, did you buy one? No, man. I, I, okay. missed out. I was, okay. dumb. no, I, 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 uh, I, I, I pay them once a year for that. an annual now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was horrified to see that. I was genuinely concerned to me when mm. you go there, you're in mega trouble. I was mm-hmm. genuinely concerned. Um, it's like going to your fans for an investment round. Yeah. And I mean, to me, you're really robbing Peter to pay Paul at that point, you know, because you are giving up a lot of future. I mean, these are whales that are going to buy this, right? And yeah. if you're only thinking, I think it was what, two years you paid it back, basically? If you're yeah. only thinking two years down the road, it's like, whoa, you are in, you're in a world to hurt. So I was yeah. worried, but I mean, a big prop to anyone that bought it. You guys played the long game and you were right. They're well in the money on that investment now, you know? As long as they're still playing an A version yeah. of Planet Side or, you know, right. other properties. Right. Yeah, dude. That being said, I'm sure really Roke, they're probably not missing out on a lot because those players probably roll those same funds into cosmetics, weapons, whatever they want now. Implants for characters, you know. Exactly. Whatever so, they need. No. Yeah. Just because they're not spending 15 bucks on membership doesn't mean they're not spending, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's so. the way it's done, man. Yeah. Yeah, so... I saw on Twitter that there's a new, you know, bundle in the depot to celebrate the 19th anniversary of Planetside. Tomorrow's yeah. uh, ne- next year, 2023 is the big 2-0. Yeah. What's the future of Planetside look like, man? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Um, Sorry, I was interrupt. I interrupted you. You can say the first thing and then we can get back. Yeah. No. What, what I was going to throw in there is I go. I go all the way back to Tonarus. I always bring that one up. Can you tell me about Tonarus? I don't. I know nothing about this. Planet Side Zero, man. It, it this was is the some start. like ancient lore you're about to unearth. Yeah, man. I I want to say was it '97? I can't even remember when it was. I found it on one of those okay. PC gaming mags discs. Oh, okay. You know, you, wow. Have you ever got those yeah. magazine with the disc in it? I know what you're talking about. Uh, yep. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was. You had. Um, Mag Riders were in the game. Lightnings were in the game. Really? Um, but it was all tank combat at that point. Um, Lancers were in the game, but it was a tank weapon. Phoenix oh. missiles were in the game, tank weapon. Um, all, all that stuff was there, but it was as a, a tank arena combat game at the time. So Interesting. Uh, yeah. The vehicles so, I mean, really the did fran- come first. Like, that that confirms it. Like They did. The vehicles were first. All right. 100%. Vehicles okay. were first. Vehicles were first. There's some very happy so, uh, users out there hearing this, I hope. Yeah, I mean, so I think the the cadence of releases should mean that we've had Planet Side three by now. But as I said, I feel like Planet Side two point five, Planet Side Arena, really took that last slot. And uh, I don't know how you ever 
justify another Planetside title after Planetside Arena died, right? Because yeah. as a gamer, you can look and say, oh, no, that wasn't really part of it. But as an investor, you see, hey, the Planetside, the last game you released in the Planetside franchise failed, dead franchise, nothing else you can do with it, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah. I don't think Planetside 2 stops. I think they go as long as they possibly can. I, I think Planetside Arena, big statement here. I think Planetside Arena killed Planetside 3. Ooh. Personal opinion. Planetside Arena killed Planetside 3. Yeah. That's savage, dude. Yeah, that's that's a big statement. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up Andy Seitz as going back all the way to Tonrus because he's the one who wrote the letter that invoked Planetside 3 back in... Yeah. I think it was back in 2020 before the escalation update. Am I remembering that right? Yes. So you are. You know, the escalation update was the result of Planets at Arena dying. All right. of a sudden, Planets at, Planets at Arena died, and all of a sudden you had a development team that, what do you do with? What a crazy yeah. moment that was. Sorry, go on. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, the, I never could have dreamed of Planets at 2 having content as significant as a con content continent overhaul or a continent uh, a brand new continent i mean yeah. that that is quite a reversal of fortunes going from three developers barely hanging on releasing some implant stuff and some tweaks every now and then yeah see see combined arms initiative etc uh -huh. um to full-on development again i mean people like to like the gamers won or rel won right however you want to put it like a game the trajectory is usually just down, right? Yeah, it doesn't Planet usually have to, a late surge. It was like it was like at the end there, and all of a sudden, boom! You've got a development team on it again. That uh -huh. that doesn't really happen, and that was as a result to me of Planetside Arena going under. You had people that, what do you do with? Okay, let's put them back on Planetside for a bit. So. Sounds like a really solid thing for a studio to do. Uh, at, <laughs> rather than lay them all off, or which has happened, but. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think it's a testament. I think it's, I think it's probably Rel, you know, Cardo toward the great story of how Rel, you know, went up and spoke his truth to people far reports far above him. Yeah. Um, that's that, saying that type of stuff is really putting your career on the line, you know? So to me, I think we're lucky that we had Rel at that time. Yeah. Cause I think a, a uninvested, decision maker high up would not by default make the decision to put resources back into this they would mm -hmm. by default divest go in different directions rather than you know kind of dust off that oh yeah that old ip we have kind of kick it around that we're making some money off of implants but we're not really spending time on you know i think it took some very serious um i'm losing the word but uh really fighting for the game some balls yeah some so someone in there had to be team members saying, "Hey, let's do this for it to actually come back and get attention." Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm thinking about that. That's that. That is a huge moment behind the scenes. You're in this studio. The big new project has failed. People mm -hmm. have been working on it for the last what? Two years. Who knows how long? Yeah. What are these You're right. people At least do? that. At least that. And yep. I mean, these people have gone between projects before, so maybe this isn't necessarily something that this isn't necessarily new territory. But um, 
to, I mean, we, we know, like we can infer and I, 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 it's, I feel crazy sometimes when I think about the effect that rel has had on the existence of planet side two in 2022. Yeah. Right. I feel yeah. insane because there is such a, a thrust. There is a group of people out there that are active and on, on Reddit and social media that are so frustrated with rel. They are mm -hmm. so frustrated with rel and they're passionate people. Right. I mean, why they still be here, but at the same time, at the same time, we, we like you and I have had a conversation before series about how we think probably rel saved planet side with implants back yeah. in like 2016 or 17, because yeah. the game couldn't, it could not be demonstrated to have made a profit. Like it say yep. whatever you want about implants and about them being kind of a, you know, a, uh, a feels bad man on the consumer side mm -hmm. of things, right? From a product right. side yep. of things. It's Agreed. like, wow, this game designer made the put the game back into the black show that it can yep. make money okay so that, that that's one thing and then the moment you just described of saying bring these brave soldiers onto my team and yeah. we'll take over the yeah. world yeah yeah i mean i, I if would you're love rel, to see what rel if you're rel how do you hear the feedback you hear from outside and still do that. Yeah. I've well, talked I to think... the guy. I've talked to the guy and he's he's kind of mild mannered, you know? Yeah. He's a very thoughtful person, maybe a little introverted. Um yeah. he's got his ideas. But there is a well within that man. Sorry. Yeah. Tell me what you think. <laughs> no, I was I mean, I think and I'm sure you've had to do this in your job. I think when you get thrown into the meat grinder, you eventually develop a tough enough skin. Well, you do. You either get kicked out or you develop a tough enough skin that doesn't really get to you anymore mm. to an extreme degree. It's you, you still, you still stay up at night thinking about it, but not as bad. Right. Um, make your accommodation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, th the funny thing about Rel is I remember one thing I loved about plants that too, in daybreak Sony online entertainment in general is that, we talked directly to the CEO all the time. Smedley was always there. And Smed. people hated his people hated his guts. I know. He did blog posts. He posted on Reddit. He did everything <laughs> gamers demand of most companies, right? We want to talk right to the CEO. Yeah. He did it and they hated him. How often do you hear someone complain, that gosh damn G ham, he's screwing up Planet Side 2? Have you ever heard that? No. Do you think anyone in Planet Side 2 knows that that's the CEO? No. No, they don't have a clue because the game now uses the standard tactic of you don't expose your senior management to the player base. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a bad strategy, right? Because he is mm -hmm. going to get verbally abused. He's going to get attacked, all that stuff. And so I'm sure Smedley did way more good for Planet Side 2 than Jihab ever, ever did or even thought about it. Mm -hmm. But he gets zero hate because he's not involved. And Rel has to bear that burden now. So, you know, you're right. Um, I think I think Rel is bearing the legacy of Smed for better and worse. Yeah, yes. Wow, I never made that connection, but I think you're right. You know, I've learned a little bit about Smed um, in the la in, in the last little bit, and 
like the crazy story behind how the first ever quest got made when the guy had like a budget to make a sports game and just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to do this little project and no big deal. It's just the world's first MMO, 3D MMO. Like, no big yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What a gamer, man. I know. Seriously. He, he was a true gamer. True gamer. Yeah. He did it for the love of the game, without a doubt. And he still tweets praise for Planet Side. Like, every once in a he while, he'd be like, yeah, Planet Side, go get it, guys. That's the thing. You know, that was because, you know, Tonarus was very early on for him. Again, like, you know, that was, it was, that was the beginning of the franchise. I don't know if it was one of his first at that studio that he founded. Um, whatever, it was very early. So he has a soft spot in his heart for Planet Side. He, I could tell he wanted to go back to Planet Side, but you can't go to the investors and say, hey, H1Z1 is making $10 million a month, but I want to go work on this game that's, you know, barely limping along, you know? I think Smed would have, he would have gone Planet Side 2 any day over doing the Battle Royales, but. Yeah. What, what is Smed up to these days? Do we have any idea? I know he's been in the oh, news for like, yeah, what's going on? I'm waiting for him to buy, um, see, the problem is it's EG7 now. I was waiting for him for, to uh, buy Daybreak Games. He's a studio head at Amazon. Oh, so, at Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what exactly his role is. It's more hidden in it all. Okay. Um, but like, I'm waiting for him to come in and be like, I'm coming back, boys. I'm just, I'm just going to gobble up Daybreak games. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a drop in the ocean for them, Amazon, right? Mm. I think Daybreak was valued at like, well, I think it was doing like 600 mil in revenue. I don't know what it was acquired for, but Smed could just come in and gobble it up and be like, okay, guys, let's do Planetside 3 right this time. Here's the plan. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, can, we can hope, right? Oh, shit. That, 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 or that dream, actually... dream, maybe? <laughs> That puts a little spark in me that I didn't have before. I'm actually really yeah. glad, glad you glad you said that. You reminded me that he's there. That would be a, and that's where incredible. That's moment. where Andy Seitz went too, right? Um, so it's like you know I can see you know it makes sense. They've had long runs at Sony Online Entertainment. They had successes. EverQuest was a success. Planetside was a success. Planetside Two wasn't, eh, but it was it was a functional game for a long time. Still is. H one Z one big success. They had a lot of success and. I can understand why once escalation, they proved, okay, we still got it. We can still deliver good patches. And then on to bigger things at bigger studios with bigger budgets, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Side 3. Okay. Well, I want to talk, can I talk to you a little bit about the future of Planet Side 2 for a second? Yeah. That's yeah, okay, absolutely. Man? So let's think about escalation. Um, one of the first pieces of Planetside content I ever did on YouTube was me talking with my old buddy, um, Rugcutter, who I know from like the days of playing Half-Life 1 mods together, about whether Planetside Escalation would succeed, whether it would do what it needed to do, and you know what did it need to do. And Rel's been pretty clear about this, is he wants to permanently increase the number of people playing Planetside 2. That's what he wants. But if you look at Steam charts, it tells a pretty grim story. Of the last two years, that despite the fact that we've seen an enormous increase in the fidelity of the updates, we've seen things that we never thought would come to Planet Site too, like a fourth, our actual real fourth faction, a new continent that's fairly well polished. Say what you want about its design, however polarizing that is. A whole bunch of uh, really game-changing moments 
that we never thought we'd get to see. And what effect has it had? I'm yeah. asking you, what do you think the effect it's had on well, I am, the longevity I, I, of the game? I, I think the challenge is there's so many games out there that can deliver, are so polished, right? Huge development cores, huge quality control teams. I mean, when they put out a patch and when they put out the new season in Fortnite, when they put on the new thing in PUBG or the new update in World of Warcraft, whatever it is, it is, I'm not saying there's not bugs, but the level of polish is so high. And the challenge for PlanetSide 2 is I don't, they couldn't afford a team big enough to do that. So it always feels like, you know, one step forward, kind of two steps back with each patch, right? Yeah. Escalation was impressively bug-free. But at the time, they were coming off of a big a big development team helping them. And I'm sure that's kind of been kind of redistributed over the years since then. Either, you know, bit. some people have moved on to maybe yeah. onto other games. You know, I think they've, that initial strong team, I don't think they got to keep necessarily. So that's like the Arsenal update. A lot of interest, massive, you know, latency challenges, G15 challenges, all these How things. How painful has that been? Oh, God. Exactly. And so the that's Connery what I feel like. Oh, man, it was so rough. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for him, right? I I don't want to come out and slam a bunch of videos, and but give them time to fix it. But at the same time, it's like, and we need to create some urgency, right? Yeah, like, speak the truth. Got to get, you got to get some urgency out there, right? So, um, so yeah, that that is the big challenge I see for Planetside. I see great content being released, right? Maybe it's not everyone's cup of tea, but just the new hotness will bring people back. The higher number of people playing will make it more fun, even if you don't care about the new content. Mm -hmm. um so i see great things happening there and just the challenge of delivering a good patch could they make a perfectly polished patch absolutely it would take mm -hmm. them a year per patch and they can't afford that right they've got to do you know every three months which would be dumb some content you wouldn't there. actually want that you wouldn't you, people would get bored yeah you would you know you'd lose developers overall do four times as much stuff like two-thirds as well <laughs> that's what, right perfection is the enemy of progress right yeah. And you got to find the right balance. And there's plenty of patches that did not find the right balance. They were they were not polished enough. But uh, I agree that they got to keep going forward. It's the only thing you can do. Yeah. So um, I am. Like, I, I don't see it dying. I'm not pessimistic, mm. but I don't see the next launching point, right? To a planet side three to some sort of big patch that really does something amazing. Um, I, I don't see that next. The next jump pad. I, I just don't see it right now. Do you think it's self-sustaining right now? Do you think it's still in the black in terms of money in, money out? I think so. And I think they are going to be quick to delete members of the team to keep it that way, sadly. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I and think it is a very... Mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't really know about it, you know. I think if it's doing well, it's always going to be tough to grow the team, even if you get a really good patch, I think, because mm -hmm. they're really going to... They're going to look at the few bad months and say, oh, we, we got to keep you in case the revenues go back down to this level. Um, but yeah, I think it is, I think they could sustain like this, just like, just the way Evercrest releases a new TLP server every few months. Yeah. And everyone's subscribed for it. You know, I think there's, I think they can keep, you know, they've got long-term player bases that are all wealthy now, really. Maybe wealthy is the wrong word, but they're, they're adults that have plenty of disposal income. 
-hmm. So they can go, you know, drop for a big membership in some of the cosmetics in the store and yeah, they can do just fine. There's this interesting world. And I feel like Daybreak is like right in the middle of it, of all of these sort of late stage, initially ambitious multiplayer projects that are still around, have this really well-defined niche that no one, no one is really grabbing at. Like no, no yeah. one's really trying to make a new planet side game. It seems like Battlefield right. could do it whenever they want to, but they just don't want to. Uh, yeah. Although you know they're reinventing themselves, who know what'll come out the other side? Uh, yeah. Um. You have this world with all these all these communities that just kind of let these passion projects of 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 days gone by continue, and it's it's kind of beautiful, actually. I agree. One of the things I I always have struggled with, oddly enough, struggled with the most, and you know, I, I I told you that for Planetside originally, one of the things that really attracted me to it was the persistency of it. And a lot of people who play Planetside 2 don't know that Planetside 1 even took it a few steps further because the way you accessed fights in Planetside 1, there were no, there were not alerts. If you wanted to create a fight, you literally traveled to the continent and you put a hack on the base. If you needed vehicles there, you carted them in from the warp gate. And the continents were all interconnected with each other. So to get to Sicer, you have to capture Ishindar first, you know? And so you would have this sort of continental progression and you can create back hacks on continents. And it felt like a world. It felt like a world that was still ticking along when you weren't there in the way that planet site two doesn't feel um anyway that was a, a little mini mini rant but <laughs> what i was trying to say initially <laughs> apologize was that the persistence is so, is so interesting to me and um yeah actually i kind of lost the point i was going to make i apologize no 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 i i, I get it. i got we're, really impassioned we're... about planet side one there for a second right no, we're thinking the about the future and what happens next. And part of that is, you know, looking back. But it all it all makes sense in the light of how these small games keep going, right? EverQuest keeps going. Um, Planet yeah. keeps going. It kind of harkens back to these players that still have those nostalgic memories of those first moments mm-hmm. in some of these worlds. So you're on topic, I, just I, parallel to the topic. That That's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I, I've been... Um, I was trying to do some more like reaction kind of content on, on my stream lately. And one of the videos I reacted to was um, one by uh, Bellular, who is better known for his World of Warcraft content. Uh, best known okay. for that. Uh, news and commentary, that kind of stuff. But he did a, a kind of a conversational video with like one of I think his producer about um, the current state of first-person shooters, focusing mostly on AAA and talking about... Um, kind of where things are and it was really interesting you could tell that they these two men shared some psychic pain over looking back on their experience of playing first person shooters when they were teenagers and then 10 years later in their late 20s when they're making this video they're like yeah we don't get to have those experiences anymore we're all like doing progression systems and unlocking battle passes and like we didn't need that before why do we need that now have we lost something along the way um, it was an interesting, it was interesting to hear them sort of explore that, that discomfort. And then the next day I found, I saw a really great video, um, by, uh, Danny O'Dwyer, who runs a, a documentary crew called Noclip, 
on YouTube. They do gaming documentaries. Like they've they've did that documentary on the developers of Warframe, on the developers of Doom, um, a bunch of really awesome ones. Like seriously awesome documentaries. But this was kind of a fun side project they were doing about facing worlds, a map from Unreal Tournament '99. You remember it? Um, I don't know. You might have seen it like in pictures and images, and if not, then look it up. But it's it's two towers in space joined by a little okay. bit of rock that face each other, orbiting around the Earth. Okay, I and know that this, map. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, right. Like this is it's it's yeah. part of uh like uh the visual dictionary of gaming. I feel like right. Yep. And it, it's a lousy map to play. Like it's kind of okay. sucks. It's like a sniper. It's it, it, it's a sniper gallery, right? It's like gotcha. it's miserable to play on, <laughs> but it's so iconic because of the setting and the sensitive folk that nothing else in Unreal Tournament or anything else really from that era managed to match. Um, and he talked about um, all of that and how it was made and some of the great kind of lore behind the game. And but at the end, Danny looped it around by talking about. How he understands those simpler times of how games were and how to understand what was good about the past and what's good about now. And what he said is essentially that each generation of games is always grows and learns from the last. Just the same way we, we, we change as people. And even though we look back on the memories of things that we've once loved in an unadulterated way, the truth is that we can't access that person. We're not the same person who loved that experience. And if it came back around, we couldn't love it again in the way that we did. That's true. Yeah, the, about the, 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 the repeat, the TLP servers or whatever, the, the remakes, it, it, the, the excitement is really nostalgic rather than a new authentic feeling mm -hmm. of you know the way it was back then. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. Why did I bring that up regarding Planet Side? I guess it was to try to think about what the future direction could look like. And you mentioned looking back to look forward. It made me think of that. Yeah. Well, it's true. It's why, you know, it's why people keep going back to the TLP server or the remake of whatever, the World Warcraft classic, right? They, wow, classic. They're remembering, yeah. they're remembering that experience and they're wanting it again. They, yeah. they can't, as you said, they can't really have it again because they've changed. Right. Um, you're, you're it's the same thing really that sequels get us, for... right? right? It's the same thing that, that the repeat tiles of <clears throat> franchise gets. It's the same thing that each new Marvel movie gets. Us. Yeah. Like, yes, I get sure. to go back to be to, to be the person who watched Iron Man in the theater for the first time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Gaming. Can't man. truly recapture. Yeah. Well, thank you for going down this... Uh, this trip down memory lane with me, serious about Planet Side Arena. Help me kind of get in, get into the boots of up a Planet Side yeah. Arena soldier and creator and fellow yeah. frustrated Planet Side Two veteran. Uh, of course, man. <laughs> what do you got going now, man? What are you working on? I uh, I wish I was. Uh, you know, I had this great streaming run going, but I've I've fallen off the wagon right now. You've been busy. I, am, uh, I have. I have. You know, it's it's good. It's a uh, I would, as you know, we, we lost, I think I mentioned, I was chatting with you. We lost a thousand mm. homes in my area. So yeah, being yeah. a build, being a builder now, there's just a massive housing shortage where I am and it's, we're under duress trying to get things going. So 
my uh, my content ambitions have slipped. Sure. Um, it is. It is very That's rough. That's rough. Yeah. How do you like? This is something that I I work on myself too. Like, I, I kind of feel like if I don't get to make time to do content, that like there's a part of me that just kind of gets stays switched off and it doesn't feel good over time. Do you, is right. content for you like an outlet? Like, what do you? Uh, how's it, it feel is. to be out of touch with it for a while? It's tough to me. Producing content is very cathartic. You know, yeah. I have. You get a lot in your head. You have a lot of ideas. You've collected a lot of footage, and they bounce around, right? Unless you make the video on them, it keeps bouncing around. Um, yeah. To me, it just kind of it just kind of builds up, right? You don't you don't get to speak on what you're thinking about. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's and it's a bummer to let down your fans, right? It's it's, yeah. it's wonderful to have people to come by and support and are always there for the stream or the video, whatever. And then you feel like you're letting them down, and they understand. You know, they understand real life, mm-hmm. but uh, that part's a bummer. But uh, it comes down to, yeah, I really want to get it out, get it out of my head, mm-hmm. keep it going. But, uh, you know, obligations, IRL, right? Life happens. It's always dude. there. Comes ever, ever present. Ever present, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the future of, 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 of serious content, is it, is it always going to be planet side for you, man? Like, what are, your, what are your ambitions when you can get back to it? That, that was never my vision. I was hoping to go much wider. Uh, I would really like to, you know, do some reviews, just dive into some other titles. Um, Not make that next piece of content, man. Don't worry about the planet side stuff for a little while. Taking a break, put it to use. I know that that's a week off. You know, the the biggest challenge is I actually got to go play those games, right? Uh, On this screen over here, I've got like 12 games installed. Like these are my next ones. It's I've never played a, a Sid Meier's game. I've never played Ooh. it. It looks awesome. I love that idea. I want to mm-hmm. go do it. Um, you know, I still have, I bought, uh, what was Amazon's big, what's Archie playing? Oh, New World. I bought New World. Never played it. Oh, man. <laughs> I've got I've got all these things. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to check all these out. And then <laughs> never play them. That's brutal, man. So, yeah, so that's tough. Uh, the fun thing is, though, what, when I do get to play, I still generally just play Planet Side 2. My youngest mm-hmm. is into it. You know, we, we used to, yeah, it's really cool. We yes. used, we used, to play a, we used to play a lot of Minecraft, a lot of Minecraft. And, yeah. and that's fun. Love doing that. But my youngest, he's, he's crushing it, man. He's doing Let's a great go. job. Oh, so, how old? Yeah. Uh, he's seven. Wow. Nice. So it's fun when we get to play together. That, that, that's a lot of fun. Um, that, that puts uh, a warm in my heart, man. That, that's I'm crazy. shocked. He's like, I, I he, he's doing really good, man. Like he, what's his IVI? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit low, but like he loves Colossus and Bastions. Oh, like that's that's it's interesting to me because I I kind of view him really as it's an interesting like case study to me. Like he is the he is the there's myriads of the gamers like him out there, right? The yeah, you know, the younger kids, right? Kids up through high school that these are really what gaming companies are trying to capture. Mm-hmm. Getting us old folks is great. We got plenty of money, but mm-hmm. really capturing the young audience and bringing them in. So it's interesting to see what he likes, what he wants to do, you know, what he's interested, what intrigues him. You know, he's interested in some of the Araxian weapons. He's interested in the yeah. Colossus. I'm like the tough thing I'm realizing, like with plant side too, all the stuff people want is like impossible for yeah. them to get to when they first start, you know, it's a distance. That's a whole, yeah. that's a whole thought process of like, how is everyone, if they come in and what attracts them is these cool flashy features, but they're so far away from ever getting to use them. 
how are we going to keep them around? You know, interesting. More more video ideas pop into my heads. You know, the, oh the cycle yeah, continues, right? You know, juices are continues, flowing. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't I don't have a seven year old, but I, I mentioned to you my MMO buddy I play with, just kind of a casual planet side player. I love mm-hmm. to hear his takes on everything. Yeah, everything, because yeah. you don't get to hear from those people. Ever. Yeah, absolutely. They're never going to show up on Reddit and tell you what they think. They're never going to make a video. Yep. They're never going to show up on a podcast to tell you what you think. Yep. And that is that is most of your accessible audience, right? Because you've already <laughs> got the people that know about it. They're either in or they're out. But yep. everyone else, there are myriads of people that, you know, scrolling Steam, oh, free, massively multiplayer shooter. What is this? Mm-hmm. And you've got, you've got about two hours to grab them, you know? Mm. And it's an interesting, interesting thought about how you, how you make those stay. So hearing from those people, your buddy, you know, when my, my son was a new player, like what, what makes him tick? What would keep him there is interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got up to like battle rank 38 on his own. And then I, I, I just, I was like, well, I had to pop for a membership for him. So yeah, get that extra, we'll, extra we'll see game. if he, we'll see if he stays into it, you know, yeah. at that age, I'm sure it's off leading, but so far we've had a ton of fun. He has to get some of his friends involved. And then, yeah. and then, and then it'll be self-sustaining. They're not into the game or the friends gaming yet. We kind of mm. don't allow that, but it'll be, in, I'm like, is it Fortnite? Like, what are they going to play? You know, I yeah. just, I don't know. Someday he's going to come home, right? And be like, Hey, my buddies want to play this game online. What's it going to be? Oh, sure. Yeah. Seven years old playing online. I didn't even think about that. like, well, I mean, not, I figure that's a few years down the road. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, when like, he's 13 like 12 or 13. whatever. Yeah, yeah. When he comes home, you know, it's like, oh, everyone wants to play this tonight. You know, what, what is that game going to be, right? Is it going to be Fortnite? Is it going to be mine? Maybe it'll be Minecraft then still. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So. Apex Legends 2. <laughs> it might be that. It might be that. Overwatch 2. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> have you, like, have you, have you checked that out? Yeah. Another one. I'm like, I didn't get into the I'm beta, like, but I've been watching the coverage and just like shaking my head, man. Yeah. I don't even know. What's One of the things take? on my mind about a lot of these games is like, you know, Destiny 2 is probably stopping at Destiny 2. Uh, Division is probably stopping at Division 2. Uh-huh. Um, like, there's not a lot of games that go for three when I kick around the idea of Planet Side 3 in my mind. Hmm. You know, it's like the first one, they did it and they realized, okay, it worked, but there's enough wrong with it that they can't really work with it. World of Warcraft is one of the rare ones where you just stick with the first one. Yeah. Um, but then these other games, it's like, okay, they make the EverQuest second one. And then that's, yeah, that's really the Mac as far as they go, right? EverQuest 3 failed. You get one right? reroll. So, yeah, you get one reroll. That's kind of what it is. I think so. that, that, that that's like, I, I read some kind of um, comment about, and it was more talking about like this, with like uh, movies, stuff like that, that okay. the success of any sequel movie will be based on how well received the prior one was. It'll have nothing to do with how good the movie you're going to see is. So when a sequel comes out and it's not good, you won't see the damage until the next movie comes out. You're right. That's yeah. That'd be an interesting study, right? Um, Star Wars had that happen, right? With the new, the new Star Wars trilogy. Okay. Did the third one really, or the first one was such a buster? I I think force awakens. Like it was, it was good, you know, good schlocky Star Wars stuff. Like um, Uh people, it, it was, it was a copy of a new hope and people were okay with that. And then, Last Jedi, which was incredibly polarizing, and then people were like, "Do I need?" And and people people were like, "Do I need to watch a third one of these?" Yeah, 
Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I didn't watch the box office. You know, I was thinking all the way back to Phantom Menace, et cetera. But on the new oh, ones, yeah, I, was, that too. I, was, I was right there. I, I certainly, yeah, I watched the first one. And then I, I think, I don't even know if I caught the second two. I was like, wait till they're on Disney Plus, basically. Yeah. For the last yeah. two. So, Skip yeah. the theater. Yeah, exactly. You, and you know, the, the comparison between the, um, the prequel trilogy and the, mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy... Oh, that's so confusing. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's a good way to put it. So I think Revenge of the Sith came out in like 2002 or 2003. Force yeah. Awakens came out in like 2017, I think. So okay. that's that's like a <clears throat> like a 14 year gap. Like I'm yeah. thinking to myself, how long would Planet Side need to go away for before some <laughs> some publisher who's not Smedley who can still do his thing right mm-hmm. with his Smed bucks, <laughs> mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. else be like. Hey, remember Planet Side? That franchise yeah. is kind of kicking around. I bet you it doesn't, doesn't it wouldn't cost us much to buy this IP. Let's still do something yeah. with it. Yeah, that's a that's a curious thought. For sure. I mean, it happens in gaming. And, you see stuff come out of nowhere like like Star Citizen totally captured a totally un, uh underserved uh uh market. And, yeah. And then milked the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. I like I what was the what was the original game called? Uh Star Citizen? Oh yeah, you, you, like, you mean so Chris Roberts had the, had was made famous for doing Wing Commander. That was Wing his Commander. There you smashing go. Smashing success. Yep. Like I he, didn't I didn't even know about it, you know, and then all of a sudden like It was early days. Yeah. Yeah, this audience comes out of the woodwork to, you know, they start the hype and then everyone else piles on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who would have who would have thunk it? Crazy dude. Crazy dude. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got anything else for us, Sirius? Uh, no, this is great, man. Um, as you dive into this, let me know if you need footage. I got tons of Planet Side Arena footage. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was working on a video, and maybe maybe it'll still be out before you release this. But okay, uh, let you know, showing some of my takes on Planet Side Arena and giving people heads up that you're going to be diving in more. I think people cool. will be very curious to see some of your upcoming interviews. So, uh, I was hoping to have it out now, but soon, hopefully by this weekend. Cool, so, man. Uh, Everyone can get a little more info from I'll my perspective, and then you'll get the the inside perspective from Cardo. I'll be I'll be watching that one, man. Yeah, it'll be a fun one. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I hope you have a great yep. uh, great rest of your day, and good luck with the work stuff. I hope you get to get back to content sometime soon. We all miss you. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it, and good luck resolving all of your work stuff too. Yes, much appreciate. <laughs> Keep after it. So thanks, serious. Always good to catch up with you, Dig. Always yeah. good, man. Have a good night. Yep. We'll see you. We'll see you playing outside. Peace.